Five-Year Mission, the podcast, episode seven. This week's episode of Five-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin collectibles. And be sure to stay tuned at the end of this episode for your discount code exclusive to Five-Year Mission, the podcast. Fansets, we are Star Trek, and we thank Fansets for sponsoring this episode. By now you figured out that this is the Five-Year Mission Podcast. Welcome to the latest edition of Five-Year Mission, the podcast. I am Andy Fark. Tonight we are joined with Mr. Chris Spurgeon, Mike Rittenhouse, and Noah Butler, who is currently in the bathroom. Hey, guys. (laughs) We also have two special guests. Two very special guests. Very uh, special guests. Two of our favorite people in the world, as a matter of fact. Uh, We are joined tonight by Mr. Claude Miles and Mr. Brad Hall. They both hail from the great state of Kentucky, where if you follow us on social media, you'll see for the past few years, we go and play a little convention called Con Cave in Bowling Green, Kentucky every year. And these are the two yahoos that for some odd reason are left in charge of it. Say hi, Claude. Hello. And now say hi, Brad. Hello. So later on, we will be talking all about Concave, but tonight we're going to start off the first half of the episode talking about the latest Star Trek Discovery short tricks. Uh, we are big fans of them. I think it's all its own genre. I already want to discuss the fact that we're calling them the Discovery Short Treks because they're listed separately as just Star Trek Short Treks, short Treks. on there, and they're considered to be part of the Star Trek universe, which they have a little even do a, a thing in the some of the trailer tags for it. So I don't know that they're just strictly discovery anymore. Well, technically so far they are, but we will be getting, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, they, we will be getting a lower decks. It's short trek. I think it's been, I mean, they haven't been centered around discovery of the ship. Well, but know? discovery of the series though. I mean, Q, Q and a was just Spock and number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's just a historic. The, here's Spock's first trip to the enterprise. Yeah. The, and the, 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 the triples one wasn't really related to discovery. I would say it's inspired. Right, right? That's a whole other ship, right? And because of discovery. However, <laughs> are we really nitpicking <laughs> that these short treks aren't based on Star Trek? Discovery this is a Star Trek right podcast. Now. Yeah. That's what we do. I mean, they built, they built the uh, sets for discovery. Yes. Uh, m- mostly. Although the, the stuff for the Edward, the triple, the trouble with Edward, you know, uh, that seems to be a new ship, a new exterior of a ship, you yeah. know, whole bit for a science ship. So I don't know. So, so Claude, Brad, speaking yes. of these short treks, what what are your favorites of the new ones or the old ones? Either one. I got to go with the old ones because I haven't seen the new ones. I love the one with uh, the queen who eats ice cream and meets my favorite, you know, redheaded uh, officer. Oh, Tilly. Tilly's the favorite. Yeah, I, got, I, I, I actually got my girlfriend last year into Star Trek Discovery and... Tilly by far is her favorite character. So she was pretty stoked to be able to watch that that particular short trek. So for anyone who perhaps doesn't know what the short treks are, maybe we should describe that real quick. They're basically short Star Trek episodes that, like we mentioned, were inspired by Discovery, but aren't necessarily about Discovery. (laughs) (laughs) And they can be seen on CBS All Access. And they are, there's six of them? So far, I believe. Six of them. And... Two more come out December 12th, I believe. So that's what we're talking about, just to get everyone on the same page. So, Claude, what about you? What's your favorite one? Which one stands out for you? Yeah, uh, well, I would split it up and go with the the ones from the... Like, I have a favorite from the first season of them, and then uh, they're not finished yet, so I would hate to pick a favorite from the second season. But I do like the H. John Benjamin, and then I like Calypso because of the... The underlying oh, yeah. theme that, like, here we now we know how Discovery ends because there's a ship abandoned thousands of years in the future where they just went for season three. So, yeah, uh, you know, uh, that's that's I like stuff like that. And the fun thing is that that came out before season two. So, you know, it's just like, where is this even coming from? And by the end of the show, you maybe have, but end of the season two, you kind of maybe have an idea that, like, oh, you know, there's some future stuff going on here. We that's why they're there, you know. Uh, but I, I, then again, you know, I think. Once you've built an Enterprise set and recast Spock and Pike in number one, you know, just using them for Discovery alone, I think it seems like a 
you know, a, a miss and a loss. And I think they're, they realize that and short of commissioning a Pike series, I think this is a great way to see that. And that's why I say I mean, there may be not discovery episodes anymore, especially the, the last three with all the appearances of the enterprise crew. So. You know, it's interesting. You mentioned that Claude, because when I was watching the latest, ask I was not. ask not, I was thinking, okay, so when do we get this series with this this crew, the the Enterprise yeah. series with Pike and and Number One and Spock, because I would watch that. <laughs> oh I, yeah, I would, yeah. I would watch the hell out of that crew. Just given the 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 little pieces we've been given, what was the one where they're on the turbo lift? Q and A. Yeah, Q and A and Ask Not. Just these, just those two episodes alone, I find really just. And also what we've been exposed to with Christopher Pike thus far, also knowing his fate, right? what's going to happen to him. You know, even if it was either before, even if they never got to that, it would be, uh, I think it'd be a great series. Yeah. And I mean, they built the sets. I think like that's part of the, you know, yeah. 90% of Kurtzman convincing the network to let him do it, anything with those characters and the thing is being like, Hey man, we we paid for these sets. Here it is. We have this brand new enterprise we built. Let's won't cost anything to shoot this. Hey, how about that engineering section? Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that we saw yeah. that at the end of Ask Not. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. Yeah, and I mean the interior oh. of the turbo lifts too. Like when they're stuck in the Q and A, we get the deep interiors that sh- looks like the inside of an Amazon factory or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it was it was actually kind of neat being able to see like how the turbo lifts used to move about the ship. Because they would do those right. exterior shots of like just the big chasms in the ship. Yeah. It looks like a bunch of weird little roller coasters. So, Mike, you've seen the Tribbles episode. Yeah. So what do you think about that one? I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Good intuitive answer, Mike. Uh, I, I thought it was great. I really enjoyed the post-credit like commercial. Oh, the commercial for, for the Tribble cereal. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I didn't see that. Oh yeah, I, it, I it, was like, it was like a weird little bumper. You didn't at watch the end. it all the way through. I didn't see the bumper. Oh, yeah, that's the I'll best part of the whole thing. That. Well, I love Ace. How do you know who the Gaffer is, Chris? If you don't watch the whole credits, oh, I know. Do you not follow Gaffers or anything like that. You know, it's funny. <laughs> How are you going to know who the best boy is? I generally do watch credits, especially on movies. I, I just didn't on this one for whatever reason. They tricked you. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. actually, actually you're, you're, you're you're not really alone in that because there were a lot of people that were like a few days after it aired and people were like, Oh, I loved this episode so much. And people would start posting screenshots of like the triple serial. And they're like, what is that from? <laughs> it's like, Oh, that's from the end credits. I didn't watch it all the way through. I Somehow missed it. I missed all of that. Yeah. But I, I really love H John Benjamin and oh, oh, just yeah. in general. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. everything he does yeah. is so quirky and fun. And it, I mean, he played, uh, what was it? Beef, like a can of beef stew. Yeah, in in American Summer. So I mean, he's such a great, distinctive voice, and and I feel like if Lower Decks has that kind of flavor, like we saw in the Triples episode, then oh, it's yeah. a winner already. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, is it is it a similar writer? Do we know? Is there some connection there? I don't know. Well, it's okay. it's it's a bunch of comedy writers, and then like the voices that they've gotten so far are like like well known improvisers that have worked with like. Um, well, they've worked with H. John, H. John Benjamin. They worked with um, the people that used to do uh, the podcast uh, Spontaneous Nation. They were guests on there. Uh, one of them is the co-host of the current podcast on the Earwolf Network uh, called called Yo, Is This Racist? And it's hilarious. <laughs> so so basically, they, they, they got a lot of comedy, comedy writers and a lot of like known like people that do punch ups and, and like comedies and cartoons and things like that that are coming in for this cast. So I'm pretty stoked to see what they what they have in store for for lower decks. When is that coming? Uh, they, they haven't announced a date yet. OK, the, the, the only thing they've announced a true date for so far Picard. Is, is Picard. And that's what, January 23rd, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's late January. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I just I, I've really been enjoying the short treks just because you get just little little peeks into things. It's almost like outtakes, you know? Yeah. I, ha- I have the actual description. If you guys are ready. Yeah. It's a uh, oh, Star Dex. Trek short. Ready? Here we go. Star Trek short treks are approximately 10, 15 minutes standalone short stories that allow fans to dive deeper into the key themes and characters that fit into the Star Trek discovery and the expanding Star Trek universe. Oh. Returning this fall, six all new Star Trek short treks will make their debut on CBS all access, including three, 
USS Enterprise focused shorts featuring you know your favorites so. which are which we've gotten with 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 q a and ask not so far mm-hmm. those are the yeah, and, and, enterprise uh, centric wasn't she a little i mean they have a they you know because they appear in uh the trouble with edward it, it seems like they might count that one too. they might be yeah uh, i don't know I think I think I saw that the next ones out are supposed to be the the, the lower deck centric ones, and then there's the well, they're definitely animated. Well, the because there's oh, a, nice. there's a, there's also going to be like the the Nickelodeon animated Star Trek show, which is going to be oh, geared, yeah. geared towards like the super young audience. Yeah, and it's it's that that one's going to be based on like the the tardigrade. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, Ooh. that'll be interesting. That, that one's good. I just you just and the key is if you're an adult watching it, I think just is more alcohol, and then it's the. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb yourself down to the right level and it's good stuff, you know. Mike is aside explaining to Noah what a tardigrade is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what a tardigrade is. He doesn't. It's from Dr. I'm Who. I'm a teacher. Finish <laughs> finish your beer, Dad. <laughs> so Brad, do you do, do, do you have a favorite short trek so far? Because I because I know you said earlier that you haven't watched any of the newer ones yet. But out of those initial four that we saw last season, did you have a favorite one out of there? He told you. Yeah. What, what was it? I yeah. must have missed it. <laughs> ice cream. It was yeah. The ice, ice cream, cream uh, one. Now I gotta I gotta look look up the episode title. That was it. Did the Runaway? Yeah. Yeah. Runaway. The queen. The queen of the planet. <laughs> I forget her name. Did she show up? In, an, oh. in a later episode? Yeah, she was. Yeah, a, yeah she yeah, was. Yeah, in, it ties in. During, season, during like yeah. the big final battle. Yeah, okay. And I, I was so. really confused because I had not watched, watched the, short the shorts show. before uh, I yeah. watched that. Yeah. And, and there's, like, there's some important Saru backstory too, Noah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, and, I, and I didn't watch any of the shorts before that. So I watched that whole season not knowing any of those backstories. And then I went and watched the shorts. And I was like, oh, that's why. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it, it was nice to watch them, you know. Yeah, I feel like they're was... a gift to the fans because, like, we yeah. wait for a season, and yet, you know, two months, I think it's two months last time and this time both, or before any of the new Star Trek starts, you start getting these little trickle of Star Trek. Yeah. You know, and it's such a gift. It really is. It's a nice treat. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a basically their whole idea is just to have Star Trek, like, year-round between Discovery, Picard, Lower decks. Uh, they're going to be. They're, they're still. They're still Pike, talking about Pike. doing the the Section Thirty One series too. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Which I'm stoked to see more about Section Thirty One. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. It'd be good for have a little fun black badge on your red uniform, Andy, when you play. Well, actually, well, I actually, I actually, actually do have the little magnetic black badge that's on my my, my jean jacket already. Nice, nice. Well, you just hide it in your pocket of the red uniform, you know. Is that a fan sets badge? It is a fan sets badge. <laughs> yeah. well, our sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> they make good stuff, don't they? They do. Oh, actually, no, is that it? is not a fan sets badge. That is an Omni badge. Uh, oh. Even though on my, on my the same <laughs> jacket, if it was man on the <laughs> <laughs> on the same jacket, I probably have about twenty pins from fan sets, though. <laughs> But we, we right. but we'll, we'll we'll talk about them so when guys, the advertisement comes. That'll be a you whole other podcast about Andy's jacket. No, I'm not. I, I'm not ex- totally exclusive <laughs> with fans. We, we could do an entire episode on Andy's jacket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we might one of these days. Do, do you have a favorite, Noah? Um, I how many were there? There were four. There were that four, four in that initial four. run. So I only remember two. Okay. I watched all four, but I can right now I can only remember well, my, two. Unless you can well, like why don't jog you describe my memory. What they are. The, well, the for the first episode was Runaway, yeah, which was I the one with one, Tilly yeah. and the ice cream yeah. that Brad loved so much. Yeah. Uh there was Calypso, which Calypso kinda of had that two thousand one space odyssey vibe. Wasn't the guy it was like, was that, it was like a thousand years in the future something? Yeah. Yeah. It's got Fred Astaire dance scene. Yeah, it's not yeah, that that, that one was probably my least favorite. There was the, 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 Isn't that the one when the guy wakes up on the ship and nobody's yeah, there? And yeah, no one's yeah. there. Yeah. It's like a thousand years. I in really like that one. I don't think it's, yeah. no, it's, like, it's good. Maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I okay. didn't see it. <laughs> well, it's then, not ringing a bell at all. <laughs> well, then, then, then there's the brightest star where we get to see a lot of Saru Sorry. backstory. Yeah, is that where How he, he goes summons back the Starfleet to his? No, 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 that that it, was that, it, that was like an episode. before he was. It's his story of how how, how, how he got of off how this he, planet. How he Saru got backstory. Yeah, 
You know how like Zephyr and Cochran summons the Vulcans to end up being in the Federation, etc. That's the moment Saru like they make you know I forget what kind of, he builds First some contact. kind of transmitter yeah. like light speed. I, I feel like I saw that. I mean, yeah. that sounds yeah. familiar. But I don't... And then the other one is the they Harry sneak Harry him man. off the planet because he's the only so... one ready for interstellar contacts. <laughs> like you're ready, but not the rest of your race. Yeah, right. <laughs> but by default, the strongest one in my memory is the Harry Mud episode. The escape so artist. Must, oh yeah, yeah that must be my one. favorite since that's the one that I remember <laughs> the most. That's my favorite from the first four. But I do really remember enjoying that. That was, it was just, yeah, I love Harry Mudd. I, I love Yeah, they really did a good job with that. It, it was very yeah, high Mudd. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, was, I, I was really skeptical when I initially saw that they were bringing Harry Mudd back as a, back as a character. But then when I saw that, that Rain Wilson was going to be playing Harry Mudd, I was yeah. stoked. I was, I was in. Plus, you know, didn't he yeah. write and direct that? Uh, yes, I believe the short so. Track, the short, yeah, I believe yeah. he did. I think so. Actually, yeah, he's he's all over the credits. You know what I li- I like about the Rain Wilson version of Harry Mudd? The old version was pretty crazy, but it he was very he over wasn't, the top in sixties. Yeah, he wasn't really dangerous. You know, I no. mean, he, he did stupid things, but he wasn't so much dangerous. Rain Wilson, it's almost his Harry Mudd is almost deliberately just reckless. You know? Yeah. And I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think it really adds an edge to the character that was missing before. He's not the old Harry Mudd is really fun, but he's almost a punchline. He's just he's just a caricature. He is yeah. a caricature. Yeah. And of like the, a huckster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the Rain Wilson version is I mean, he's he's more of a a scoundrel, you know? He's, he's more of a threat. He is more of a yeah. threat. And more I, of a I, really like I feel like more as he ages day. You know, give him the 20 years till he is running around with Kirk. He loses a little bit of hair, grains a little paunch, you know, <laughs> his confidence. And, you know, then he's just all fl- showing flair with the yeah, best of his past blasted. behind him. You know? Well, you know, and I could even see uh, him. And that's what we see him in the original series. I mean, he wasn't since, you know, the, the time jump. I, I mean, you would think that he won't be around anymore. <laughs> right. However, if he were, I could see him almost being a he, being influential enough that he could be a major villain you know somebody almost like khan where because of what he gets into and what he could stumble onto to make himself give himself more power or influence mm-hmm. that he could pre- present sure. a real problem because he really at this point he's just kind of an annoyance not to mix cultures or anything but he, he, he kind of reminds me that he could be like a baltar kind of t- character with the original uh, Battlestar situation, you know, where you got oh, this yeah, one yeah. other guy that's from your time, but he's kind of in your way everywhere you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting Sorry. comparison. No, I like that though. Hang so on. yeah, you know, I, I think the, the fact that they're a gift of fans, the way they've built up the idea that Rain Wilson had the medium to, and I feel like that there seems to be, you know, both with the Enterprise stuff that's being done and with the like the Rain Wilson writing and directing his own, maybe there's a they have a little bit more creative freedom because of this. You know, there's no. The, the network isn't required to do a season-long commitment, mm-hmm. uh, budget-wise, you know. And if they're just tacking it into the Discovery budget, then it's it, they're having to do no commitment. So the, there's a lot less micromanaged control over the outcome. So it seems like there's there's more freedom to get get the trouble with Edward and that kind of thing. Yeah, and from my friend, from what I what I what I read online, the the final short trek that we're going to be getting uh, is is going to be called the Children of Mars. And that comes out on January 9th, and that is going to be officially a uh, Picard prequel. Wow. Yeah. Tight. So, 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 so January 9th, we get like a Picard prequel short trek. And then and then and then January 23rd, we get we finally we, we're finally going to get the Picard series, which I am more than stoked about. So the January 9th is also, in case you missed it, Richard Nixon's birthday. So. Uh, they're probably doing it for that. How did uh, you know on that off the top of your head? <laughs> because it's also uh, uh, Terry Smith's birthday. Oh, <laughs> Terry Smith, another uh, another concave yeah, He just got alum. name dropped on the Five Year Mission podcast because his birthday is the same day as the episode. Yo, yo, shout out to Terry Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Terry! <laughs> now you know if he listens to these things. You know, actually, Terry is responsible for the current uh, bass that we play at, in in our band at our shows. That's true. Yeah, I remember. I remember the delivery process. I saw it. It was like a deal. Like this deal went down. 
no case, nothing. It was just a bare bass guitar. I, I will say on record, it is the best bass that Five Year Mission has had in its entire Super career. Bass. We use it to record year four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it hasn't broken yet. That's why it's the best. The case <laughs> fell apart, though. Thanks, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> the case was absolute <laughs> Terry, just so you know. I feel like that, you know, uh, the love of Star Trek is what brought and uh, myself to Five Year Mission. And my, I guess, professed love of Star Trek as I was running around running Concave, uh, it caused one of the other members, uh, uh, Tess from Indianapolis there, uh, gave me a CD. She told me all weekend, I'm going to give you this CD. You got to give me the CD. I'm like, whatever, I'm busy. You know, I'm sorry, because I was busy. I'm really sorry. I was very busy. But <laughs> so uh, at some point, she gives up and gives it to Tanya. And is like, here, I've been telling Claude about this. Give it to him. And so on the way home, she whips it out. And I'm like, oh, my God, let's listen to this thing. And it, you know, changed the world forever, bringing five-year mission to into our lives. Now, you know? I, I, now I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this knowing the answer, but I just, I, I just want to hear it straight, straight out of you. Uh, how many years have we been doing Concave? Is this going to be be our 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 seventh year coming up in February? Yeah, this will be the sixth. Yeah, yeah. Well, if it, if you're playing along at home, it's listed on the video on um if you go to watch the full Concave Five Year Mission Show, uh, that's one of the things that'll come up. So, so Claude, just uh, just real, just uh, give us a kind of a rundown of exactly what Concave is. So. Concave is Kentucky's longest running science fiction convention. It's held in the Caveland area of Kentucky the last full weekend of February. And unlike almost any other convention on the planet, it is not a pay to shop con. It is an old school science fiction convention where your membership gets you uh, access to the con suite and the game room. And in this instance, a 24 seven um, swimming pool hot tub indoors in the middle of February. Uh, so, you know, we offer a magical buffet of, uh, of a nerd paradise. So I like to call it a perfect science fiction utopia for about 72 hours. Because once you pay for your room and your membership, you need leave for nothing else. Yeah, you didn't mention the bar at all. Right. Oh, this, is the, the, this is the crazy thing. I just said that. I just said you need leave for nothing else. I know. But, but, <laughs> I think but you know, to be specific. You have to use your imagination. These people are science fiction people. They listen to a Star Trek <laughs> podcast. They got imaginations. All right. Now, Claude, what is now? What is what is to, what is a year twenty twenty concave membership going to run you? I believe it's fifty dollars. Okay, advance. this is this is the craziest thing that I always have to explain to people what they get with their membership fee for fifty dollars. Yeah, we don't sell tickets; you become a member. Yeah, you become you become a member with that membership. You have the con suite, which has snacks and drinks. And people running around like chickens with their heads cut off 24 hours a day and, and to restock this thing. Two decent meals too. Yeah, no, you you, you also you also get dinner dinner cooked yeah. every night, uh, and you also have an, an open bar. Our membership is, uh, you know, we we try and provide our members with a fine con suite that does provide, and it's it's volunteer staff. It's all volunteer run. It's not for profit. We don't, you know, uh, no one makes any money off of it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we do four full meals. We do Friday night, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday night, and Sunday morning. And then we run what we call Super Bowl food the rest of the time, which is finger food and sandwiches and chili and cheese. And, and then we have like you know um, uh, hot dogs or some kind of usually somebody will grill something or do that. We have a hot dog vendor who. Kind who provides disco uh, dogs yeah disco dogs out of nashville tennessee which are, which are, as, a, as, a, as a matter of fact every year i think i think mike here is probably one of <laughs> the disco dogs best customers. customers throughout the concave weekend i enjoy her, her the vegan stuff she's had so yeah i, I was think, stoked i think my biggest number so far is 17 <laughs> throughout the weekend 17 hot dogs, hot dogs. Yeah. well you know something else we haven't mentioned is that it's not it's not your typical convention. You don't go. There's no. not a. There's not like a dealer room. You know. Yeah, there's, mm -hmm. there's no main programming. Right. There's nothing like that. You have essentially the rooms on the ground floor and some on the upper floors Second are. Floor. That's that's where any merchandise is sold. It's, yeah, it's a large atrium area. People should know. So it's like an right. open strip mall. That's where around that pool. It's all open twenty four seven. And it's party rooms and vendor rooms. Right. And at night the the parties run late. There's also. <laughs> I mean, we play every year on say every yeah. every Saturday, Saturday night of art auction and costume masquerade. We have five yeah. year mission, and every once in a while, insanity breaks out like the 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 wrestling tornado watch <laughs> or the tornado, tornado watch. watch. 
Yeah, there was a, there was one year that we played where uh, we were about to start playing and then a gigantic tornado watch started in so, February in February, which yeah. was I know that year was 2018 because my damn leg was broken. That's yeah. right. You were, oh, that's you right. were rolling around <laughs> on the get rascal down to scooter. The, the tornado shelter because I was in a scooter. So I have to like <laughs> wait for the elevator. One of my favorite things about the, the convention is the uh, the parties on Friday and Saturday nights because the members do their own kind of theme. So you'll have a uh, Playboy Bunny meets Hugh Hefner type party. You'll have a Fallout party. You might have a yep. gangster party. You might have a um, Cards Against Humanity uh, theme party. So. Well, now, now that we're doing five year mission, the podcast, we were actually we're talking mm-hmm. about doing an episode from Concave. Yeah, I'll be great. You should do one live. Yeah, we could fantastic. we could do one like like during the day on like Saturday yeah. or something. Well, and that's another thing. During the day, there's gaming mm-hmm. everywhere. We play games uh, in the atrium or in rooms. Um, in the actually another thing that we did a couple years in a row, two years ago, I think we played. We had a Mortal Kombat tournament in one of the rooms, and then last year we yeah. did Mario Kart. Street Fighter. Oh yeah, we did a Mar- Mario, Kart. Mario Kart one too. Yeah. So you know, people bring their the switch or their game, whatever gaming machine they have. And, and gaming so machine. yeah, gaming <laughs> machine. <laughs> there's a group, there's a group that's called Console. men in black. Uh, the men in black, uh, they're a gaming organization that represents Steve Jackson games and a couple of other oh, yeah. sort of things, but they come and they do the demos. Like that's where there's always munchkins demos. Oh yeah. You know, so, you know, I started attending when I was six years old and I enjoyed it a long time before I ever could drink. You know, I still had a lot of fun there because I could swim until I was tired and then play D&D until the sun came up. You know, it was it's, it's good times. Well, and you know, the other thing is it's since you don't have it's unconventional. You don't it's an unconventional convention, unconventional convention. Yeah. You don't have the dealer room. You know, you don't have celebrities, that kind of thing. What it's about is just well. I mean, well, well there's, there's yeah, right. <laughs> Drew Curtis, too. Yeah. Yeah. Drew Curtis is there every year. Um, Ford Windstar, Ronnie Jonah. <laughs> okay, fair. So uh, <laughs> let, let me let me rephrase that. You don't have any. You don't have any of the actors from movies, TV the movies shows, or TV shows. Well, you know, the, the, uh, you know, Drew's really good friends with Will. Will uh, Wheaton. That's true. Yeah. Yes. Before we got sidetracked, the point I'm trying to make is that it's sorry, a really no, no. It's not you. It's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to make the point that. It's a really great place to go to just interact with people that like the same kind of stuff that you like. You know, you don't you get that opportunity to other conventions, but this is a huge component of this convention where you're just hanging out with yeah, like-minded individuals. You know, you you know you're not just like seeing people in passing going from like panel to panel or photo op to autograph signing or whatever. It's like literally all weekend long, you're hanging out with a bunch of nerds and drinking and eating. I like to call it, you know, the relaxicon. You know, yes. it's what we we don't go to stand in Absolutely. line. We don't go to pay for an autograph. We go to relax with our nerd friends. Perfect science fiction utopia. Hmm. Oh, one of the things I love about it is no matter what time, day or night, m- middle of the night, there's somebody hanging out that you can <laughs> talk to. That's true. And everyone is friendly and willing to talk to and hang out with anybody yeah i i've never had one single issue with with anybody there claude had a uh, a party that it was a star wars theme party where he had a uh, a fifth of vader's mark instead of maker's mark and he got a keg, a keg of old milwaukee and uh, <laughs> Oh, sa- uh, maybe it was Friday night. Uh, he had the party. No, Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, party was Friday. Yeah. So Saturday, he had about half a keg left, and decided while he was taking a bath, he would just um, fill up the bathtub with the rest of that old Milwaukee. <laughs> so Clad's floating in the bathtub of beer and his own filth. <laughs> and I had this little weird mug that I had gotten out of a. Uh, gas station little uh put a quarter in get a little toy out so i walked up and uh filled a cup up from of his bath water and then we walked around <laughs> the convention oh, and say hey you want to try this new drink it's oh, Claude's no. bath water <laughs> people would say sure take a drink of it and go hey what what is it really uh, it's Claude's bath water <laughs> <laughs> 
We should probably tell stories that will make people want to come to Comic Con. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so I guess I guess that's right. This no longer happens. So it's so good about like these are all old tales where we've attended it. This was this was my uh, 39th year, the 40th year. I just didn't go to the first one. But you know, you, I think either Chris or someone was just talking about how that you know it's a great piece place to just meet people and interact with fandom and mm-hmm. i i've actually performed a wedding there of people who met there yeah, i think brad, I was there. did you meet your fiance there brad like yep, I met my fiance at concave i mean and this that story goes on and on of people hooking up and meeting up and, and being married or whatever mm-hmm. and and i yeah. want to talk about the very first night that five-year mission arrived <laughs> yes in yes. In, in, in bowling green yeah. and i I was not there for I, that. I, I was hoping you would tell the story. I really was. So much. So much hoping. As I recall, I, how, how did you first contact us, Claude? Did you just email Facebook. us? Yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Facebook? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, what, what happened was we were in our uh, board meeting, and we were talking about um, the previous chairman of the convention really loved the band. And, and Gary. Claude was talking him up. Yeah, Gary Rope. Claude He's was talking treasurer. Up. Yeah. And um, he's like, I would pay 300 bucks out of my own pocket to get them. And Claude says, hang on, let me call him <laughs> up. He calls him up and uh, Mike answers the phone. Hello. Oh, it's Hero House. I called Hero yeah. House. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is where we are right now. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Hero House Comics, Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's how we contacted you the first time. Okay. Now, Claude... Oh, d- how excited in just like maybe one sentence would you say you were to have five year mission <laughs> c- c- come and play concave? I can't tell you in one sentence. It's so exciting. Exactly. Which is what makes this story all the better. So he was, he was like a little girl fanning his face saying, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. When you guys showed up. So yeah, we well, it was sh- unreal. It was unreal. Let me paint a little bit of it before you go into it. <laughs> right, right. Right. This, you know, like we, it was as if we had befriended the modern day Star Trek Beatles, which is basically <laughs> what we're talking about here. We befriend the modern day Star Trek Beatles online, and then they've agreed to come for something that we can actually afford because somehow the treasurer has been sucked into also realizing they're the greatest band in the universe. And so we're like, okay, we can actually get them to come there. And and then then it's actually happening. I'm like, I still don't believe that this is really happening. <laughs> You know, I, I even know that I'm snarking with them on Facebook occasionally at this point, you know, but I still don't really believe this is actually happening until it's actually happening. And then they're in the, well, I want to welcome them to my, this pleasure world we've created yeah. you know, <laughs> just for the, exactly their kind of people. So, so we show up and first, first thing that happens is that, uh, it's just me, Mike and Noah and we show up and, uh, you're like, Oh, welcome, welcome to concave. Let me show you around. So, we get we we get shown to our rooms and everything. We go we go put our stuff away and then we come back downstairs and uh, it's like let's let let's get you a drink. And then Claude's like, oh hey, outside in the parking lot we have hey. this uh this like high powered lawnmower. Basically, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a it's a it's a vintage nineteen twenty electric Harley Davidson golf cart. <laughs> okay, all right, three wheeler, three wheeler, gas powered. Electric. 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 But it was in the name, Noah. (laughs) I mean, this was an 80 year old, like almost, this was a 90 year old electric golf cart. Don't tell me we can't have electric cars now. (laughs) But attached to this, attached to this 80 to 90 year old Harley Davidson golf cart is basically something that they were calling a a hayride trailer. No hay in it. But hey, hey, we're going to go cruise the parking lot. Bring your drinks with you. We're just going to cruise the parking lot real quick. Just do, do a quick a lap. So yeah, do a I quick tour. I think it was built as a hayride. Yeah, yep. a quote unquote hayride. So we are driving through the parking lot and Claude is the one driving this thing. And he's... Which is fine. Which is fine at When he's first. driving forward. Yes. Forwards. Yes. But as, as we're rounding one corner... <laughs> Claude, for some odd reason, I'm well, gonna. I wasn't supposed to be there. Either, I'm gonna. So. I'm gonna chalk it up to inebriation. Uh, Claude, <laughs> no, 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 no. Claude does not notice the semi that is parked in the hotel parking lot. No, no, he was trying to go forward, and I, and when I came, right, the that's right, yeah. that's why he. So yeah. Claude's rounding this corner. This other guy is very, very slowly rounding the other corner in the semi. 
Claude crashes into the semi. No, no, wait, hold, hold on. No, he, no, 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 he doesn't directly crash no, into I, the semi. I backed into he, it he because stops. I back up a trailer. Yeah, hold on, he, he stops because he can't get past the semi. Okay. So he decides... To try and back I, up. I got to back up, right? Which And, which, and, and, and we all have, like, legs and arms dangling yeah. over the side of this oh, trailer. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it, it's not that big of a deal, except he's got to, like, back up a trailer. And anybody's tried to back up a trailer, unless it you sucks. have a lot of experience at it, it's, yeah, it's a really sucky thing to do. <laughs> I'm bad at it, and he didn't I have care. experience being he, bad at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he just threw it in reverse and stepped on it. <laughs> stepped on yeah. it. Yeah. So he backs Wham. the trailer that we're all in. It, it doesn't just crash into the semi. It crashes <laughs> right into the gas tank of the semi. Like this tub of death right Giant barrel of fuel. And there were sparks. Yeah, right the <laughs> and there were sparks and dents. <laughs> yep. So we get tossed around back there, along with everybody else that was on this hayride with us. <laughs> and so we're like, uh, let's just go ahead and get out of this thing. <laughs> And yeah. at, at this point, we did not know Claude very well at all. He didn't. He did not know our sense of humor. He did not know nope. like but how our, he, our our dry sense of humor. But if he at all. had looked, if he had looked back, which he didn't, yeah. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> if he looked back, he would have seen like I Us was laughing. I was doubled over. Like I don't yeah. think I had ever laughed so hard or so long in my life. Like I, I was in pain <clears throat> from laughing. Oh yeah. So 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 what I decided to do was mess with Claude after this. So Claude Claude goes and parks this old hayride thing. Mike and Noah and I have all gone back inside and we're just kind of like recanting the tale to a couple of the other people there might have. I believe it was Terry actually. Brad was resuscitating me in the parking lot. I have I was drowning in shame. I, I had three different people come and say, "Oh my god, Claude just killed the band. You need to come outside really quick." <laughs> Yeah, here's the, here, here's, the, here's my favorite part is that I start divulging my plan that I'm going to act like I'm hurt and that I'm pissed at Claude and thinking about just going home and not performing. I kept the straightest face I possibly could. And when, and when Claude comes walking up, I won't even look at him. I'm looking away. I'm, I'm rubbing my neck. And I think I think Noah, I, th I think it was you going going, man, Andy's I think Andy hurt his neck, man. I'm, I'm not even sure if he's going to be able to perform. He's talking about just go ahead and driving home. I can't believe and, I, I would have been able to keep a straight face I know. for that, but, uh, it, but I'm sure it, I did. it was probably me. And Claude <laughs> felt it was so bad. He was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. I can't believe I, I did this. I oh, ruined my gosh. it. I ruined I ruined the weekend. This is horrible. And then finally, I couldn't keep, keep a straight face anymore. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's when that's when Claude and I became really good friends is after I messed with him that hard and he fell for it. That first night I met you guys um, when Claude was fanboying out and uh, trying to kill you. Like, our, I think our very first conversation when it was Mike, Andy and Noah, um, I kind of realized Mike's dry sense of humor, and that's where the classic Rittenhouse phrase first came about. <laughs> with, uh, Which I now use as my name on anything I sign up for. It's, awesome. it's my name on Twitter now, and my name on Instagram, and pretty much anything. Classic Rittenhouse. So that's awesome. So you said something, um, which I didn't know you at all. I'd never talked to you before, ever. And you said something. I said, "Classic written house." And when Noah and Andy both laughed, I'm like, "Okay, that's that's a keeper." <laughs> <laughs> no, when you got the first night you guys were there, was that a Wednesday? I think it was a Thursday. Was it Thursday? Because I couldn't. I, I had to work yeah, or something, yeah. so I yeah. couldn't be there until you, the next you day. You and Patrick came on Friday. Yeah, we came on like Friday evening. Yeah, and he, he and I drove down, and so I'm I'm at home, you know, working. And I'm getting all these text messages. Oh, man, you're missing this. This is great. We got these stories. And I'm just like, oh, good. We almost died. This is great. Um, this is. And well, I mean, uh, it made me jealous that I wasn't there, but it also made me really excited to be there. So, you know, we're driving down and I'm just like, you know, flooring it all the way. I got to get there. I don't want to miss anything else. I want to be in the broken trailer. I mean, hayride. It was another good story that involves Chris. I, second or third it, it year was, we're there. It was, yeah. It was in and, the middle. It was in the middle years. Yeah, okay. So no, it, it's, it's late at night. It's on a Saturday night. And Noah and I are stumbling around. We've been to several room parties at this point, And 
Um, and, and we wind up down back in the basement, and there is no good reason for us to be in the no, basement. No, there's no good reason for no us to be there. Like, there are no parties down there. There's nobody down there. But there, Chris and I are. We deci- well, we decided that we wanted to... Ch- because there, there was a, yeah, well, after well, we play on Saturday night, those the, the room where our equipment is, it's locked, and it's chained up. And so we, we for some reason, decided we wanted to go down and check on it and just make sure... I don't know. Did we want to get something? I don't know. I, I, I think you guys wanted to, to to try to get an acoustic guitar to play stuff. Uh, yeah, that could have been. Maybe that's well. What I don't know. In our inebriated state, there who knows? There was a really good reason. Yeah. So we go down there, and there are two double doors to this room, and one was just locked down real tight, and the other one yeah, like, was a little bit loose. It's like, but it's it's like got a chain wrapped around it. Yeah, with there's a, a chain wrapped. Yeah, and so in my drunken state, no. I'm thinking, okay, we're never going to get in here, but you know, this will be funny. I'll just pull on it like like uh, you know like yeah, like like it was like, incre- like, a like it was the incredible hulk yeah like you know i, I played camera, it up like oh yeah too. big strong and and i pull on it and the door the well, it's, hey, it's, hey, it's like a handle on. it's hang a on. door handle all I, I let me tell from my point of view first okay. <laughs> chris grabs both of these handles and yanks you know like his Ultimate incredibly hulk style. yeah like and he's just being funny <laughs> and then i see him like fall backwards <laughs> into the wall and I hear just jangling and metal falling and shit and I was like oh my god he broke the chain like he is so strong he really did this he broke the chain no. so, so what I had actually done he, he, it actually pulled the door handles completely off the door <laughs> like the chain was still intact around the door handles but the door handles were no longer on the door I really was just kind of playing it up for last between Noah and I and I just kind of leaned back a little bit. So this thing was like ready to go already. Our initial reaction was to run. run. <laughs> and then we, we realized that we were on candid camera. And so I was like, okay, let's, sh- let's just go tell Claude. <laughs> we got to go tell Claude. And right so we now. went to Claude, hat in hand, very sheepishly, and explained what had happened. And Claude, Claude, Claude like, just kind of laughed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, no big deal, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll get that taken care of. He's like, yeah, that's funny. That's your you know, stuff. You know, they're going to be remodeling this hotel for the next <laughs> five years. I like to think of it. I mean, I feel like that when you came, uh, like, noisily and drunkenly around the corner, the, the actual thieves who were almost in ran. Just that's right. Him. And then you had that extra pull where they had almost gotten in. So, really, you saved your gear. There we go. Except, except after that, it was unlocked for the entire night. That's right. <laughs> exactly. You're a hero, Chris. Did we talk about smashing TVs yet? No, no, we didn't. No. I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. So this right. one, this one year, we get there on Friday, and and Claude's like, "I got an idea," <laughs> which is never a good sign. All right, t- tell us what your idea was, Claude. <laughs> so. It, it, what happened like this is uh, we're on Thursday. We're trying to figure out where we're going to put our warming cabinet for the food. And one of the rooms he offers me to put it in has carpet on the floor. And this is a big giant, like five foot tall square, you know, electrified heater thing. You can't, I'm going to put it on carpet. You know, that's crazy. So he, I would tell him, I'm like, I can't put it in there. You got carpet. He's like, ah, oh, here. And he hands me a box cutter. He's like, just cut out what you need to with the carpet and put it on the concrete. It's underneath. Okay, so I go in there and I do this, and as I cut just like part of a carpet out, I don't do like a professional job, like I'm demoing the carpet and removing it. I just cut a hole big enough that I feel like it's safe to put a, a warming cabinet in the middle of it. And I was like, this is actually really rock star. I mean, this, is, this isn't smashing TVs. This is, you know, absolutely, you cannot fix what I have just done to this room. This room <laughs> is not coming back from this. So I go and I give the knife back to him I'm like, thanks. And, you know, and I tell him about this, about how it was, you know, really rock stars. Like it wasn't, you know, it was, it was better than smashing TVs. He's like, smash TVs? You want to smash TVs? Like, <laughs> he says, that, yeah, it turns out, you know, you can uh, call for them to be recycled, these big cathode ray tube t- televisions. And they just replaced them all in this hotel. So they have all the old ones, the, all the cathode ray tubes. And the recycling, they, they charge you to haul away. But if you say smash them into bits <laughs> and i don't think you can do it necessarily intentionally but if, a, if a, <laughs> an insane rock and roll band from another universe is there smashing your tvs into bits you can just put them in the dumpster and it's fine <laughs> so uh he was like i need someone to smash tvs i was like well uh let's put a pin in that till the band gets here <laughs> <laughs> because uh you know find what room you want us to do it in and we'll do it there but i think we did it on saturday in the it had been a hoth a Hoth themed Star Wars party the night before the room that we got. That's the right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they still have the Star Wars stuff up yeah. on the walls. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
and there was already plastic on the floor, and so they would like, well, smash them in there. But I'm not sure we weren't exposed to, you know, things that might make us radioactive in living. Cancer. <laughs> did you guys film that too? We did. We did. Yeah, there's a video of of that that whole session there the whole session. for our. Uh, what video Givers was that? Gears of Pain and Delight. Oh, Gears of Pain and Delight. Yeah. That's right. My song. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll put a link in the in the bio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, we needed something fast and, uh, we, you know, you want to make the footage go fast so it's not boring. And so it couldn't be that long. And then you, need, you want music that's driving and there's what else could you use? But, you know, uh, man, what, whatever, right into it, whatever chemicals got released from smashing us TVs. There's like, a lot of dust. That room yeah, it's just was it's, thick with... Yeah. Yeah, we're all probably part Bruce Can't. Banner now. Like it's we're you know just be careful. Well, and I see the particles uh, when when we were smashing them, we had it. It wasn't like a big sledgehammer. It was like a handheld sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. so probably like two feet. Two, you had to get three close. Feet long. Yeah, yeah. So you had to get really close. close. And these TVs <laughs> were on the ground. And I, I remember we, we just kind of strolled out of the bathroom area yeah. and yeah. came around and just started wailing on the TVs one at a time. And they were solid. And they were, they really, were solid. really solid. Yeah, so, yeah, you can't just tap them. So I'm no. thinking, okay, I'm going to, because everybody was kind of hitting the screens right away. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to come around and I'm going to just crush it on the top of it. And just, it's just going to blow out. So I come around the corner and I'm, I don't remember why, but I had my glasses on. Uh-huh. So I'm going to blame it on my glasses because my death perception is not great with my glasses. And I come around the corner. I'm just, you know, I'm ready. And I take a swing and just clip the edge and almost hit myself in the shin. (laughs) (laughs) Which you can see in the the video. video. Edited video. And uh, but then after that, it was, you know, I I landed some hits. But but that first hit was just it was not what I wanted it to be. Yeah, that was not really safe. No, no, but it was fun. No. It was fun. <laughs> made for make make made for a good video. It's awesome that he had those from the remodel, you know, yeah, for yeah. for that. But this is a good transition because a year or two later, he had the toilets, six toilets lined <laughs> up outside of the building. Six beautiful right. white porcelain toilets. Yeah, which, we should we we should explain that the, the hotel that Concave has been in for the past several years has basically been under constant years, reconstruction yeah. Yeah. for the past like five, six years, five, yeah. six yeah. years. They've been remodeling every year that we've been there. every year. I think this last year was the first year that I was in a room that had been remodeled completely. Remodeled, every other yeah. year I was in yeah. one of the old rooms, which, which they're absolutely lovely now. Yeah. Yes. They're much nicer. But that that yeah. was a, a great photo op for, um, uh, our concave patrons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get we the band on either side of you sitting on toilets, and you get to sit in the yeah. middle. And uh, but it was also like 20, 20, 28 degrees outside. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yes. it's February, so yeah, that well, was uh, no. That's the thing yeah. about February, though. It's either twenty eight degrees and sleeting, or sixty or and lovely. Sixty degrees yeah. and lovely. Until the tornado comes. Until, Until the tornado. Bomb, that's why yeah. the tornadoes come because of that's sixty why. degrees in February. I don't know. We've had a lot of good 60 degree, 70 degrees with no tornadoes. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, it's, but we've also had a huge, massive ice storm. Uh, the, the band of Denny's here, we were, I remember uh, we that. were down a tenth, yeah. a tenth of our membership because people couldn't get from Nashville up to Concave. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and the hotel is not too far away from shopping. Remember the first year we were there and we had to find bathing suits? <laughs> oh, yeah. We all got matching ones. Yeah. We all got matching bathing suits that I, first I, year. I still have mine. I, I, I still have mine. I still have mine as we need, well. well. You need to all wear them. I know. The, uh, like, but then there was the Saturday this past year at Concave where a whole big group of us went to the flea market, which is about three miles away from the from the hotel. And that's where I got my sweet airbrushed five-year mission oh, back patch for my right. jacket made. Yeah. That's part of your jacket story. Don't this worry, folks. There's going to be a whole updates. episode about Andy's about jacket. jacket. That's right. Yeah. There will be. Oh, uh, Lord. Faded yeah, breath, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember when this was, but this is a... Upper balcony hot tub story. Oh, I know. <laughs> there's a lot of those. I know there's a lot of those, but this is a yeah. five-year mission one. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember when it was or what was going on. All I know is I was, I was down in the hot tub. <laughs> this was the year before last. I maybe. I, but I, I, I know what you're talking. Oh, I know, I know, I know exactly what he's talking about because <laughs> I, I was involved in that. And and it was, it was very late. And for some reason, I had someone was passing around these like little like tiny phallic 
It was like a little rubber phallus, right? Yeah. Wasn't it a phallus yeah. straw or something, or, or is it, yeah. it a phallus eraser? It was yeah. like an phallus eraser or something. <laughs> or something. It was something. They were erasers, I think. Yeah, or Multiple. Maybe, maybe they were gummy candies. Uh, or they were gummies. No, they, they, they were gummies. I know. You, were they you gummies? Yeah. Are they red? Yes, I do remember. I, I just remember them being everywhere, and I was down in the hot tub, and and. I took one and I looked up because for some reason I think most of the rest of Five Year Mission was up on the balcony except for me, and I saw Mike up there. No, Chris. Chris was also in the hot tub. Oh, were you yeah, in the hot tub? I think right. so. Yeah. So Chris was there, but some for some reason I was like, I'm gonna throw this little rubber phallus thing that I have in my hand at Mike. It'll be funny. I'll oh, throw it. I'll throw it up there. I probably can't even make it up over the railing, but I'll throw it up there. So I throw it as hard as I can because I'm thinking I can't even make it up there at this stage in my drunkenness. Hot tubbiness. And, and it's like some weird <laughs> twist of fate. Like Mike turns around and it nails him like dead, like literally dead between the eyes. Like hits him hard between the eyes with this little rubber. I do remember that. <laughs> and it hits him hard. I mean hard. You said you were aiming at Fark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I was aiming at Fark. That's what it was. That's what it was. I yeah. see his face. <laughs> I just, it was just one of those things where you're like, this, this will never even get up there, and it just hit him, just like the most dead aim you could ever had hoped for. It hit him right in the concave magic. That wasn't even the funny part. Hitting oh, him in the face. Funny, it was though. funny. Oh, but that yeah, wasn't the funniest right. part. He looked at me <laughs> like I had betrayed. Everything. <laughs> the trust you was did. gone. I did. And I did. If I hit him in the face with a phallus, phallus, I hit him in the face with a phallus. He looks at me, and he just and I just see him take off from from his spot. He runs, and I'm just like, oh, oh man, is he gonna go cry? <laughs> What's gonna happen? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like like a few Sorry. moments later, he's down at the edge of the of the like atrium, and he's looking at me, and he just swings the gate open and comes marching straight at me, he's fully clothed, fully clothed. I'm in the hot tub, and he just comes at me like I'm gonna kill you. Shoes, socks, Shoes. pants, yeah. shirt. Fully clothed. My phone was in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he proceeds to stomp down the steps of the hot tub, fully clothed, <laughs> shoes, everything, till he is like nipple deep in the hot tub, right up in my face. And he just stares at me. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> he just starts cracking up. And and it's it was awesome. It was the greatest thing ever. Now now that's classic. It, it was classic. In a wonderful way. But it, his his phone was in his pocket. Yeah. But continued to work it's for still, like for like years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I finally replaced yeah. it like concave magic like three months ago. Didn't you just you were in the hot tub and you realized you had your phone in your pocket? Oh yeah. I was, yeah. I was like oh shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really committed Anything to this gag bit, now. Though. Anything for a bit. <laughs> But this was this was also the same instance where I was up on the second floor above the hot tub out on the balcony. And I remembered that one of the room parties, they had one of those giant uh, brick things of the of like the giant Rice Krispie treat. And so I just took that whole thing and just started breaking pieces off and just throwing them down in the hot tub. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a real uh, smart idea. We're gonna have to get better security at the hot at the concave. Uh, <laughs> when, when food I mean, throwing tootsie rolls the year when before, food goes yes, into the hot rolls. tub, just it gets real gross. Please don't throw anything in the hot tub. The, the these these are cautionary tales of <laughs> yeah. what yes. people who plan to attend concave should not do. <laughs> no food in the pool. No driving of golf carts under <laughs> the semis. No opening so, doors with chains on them. So, Claude, <laughs> no Claude you got any uh, other favorite memories of uh, Bobby Mission at Concave? I mean, it, a, a lot of them. Uh, you know, all right, so I've tried, I've tried every all year. All of them. Okay, yeah, I mean, all of them for sure. But starting sorry the first year. But yeah, so I, I, I had the gear and the people to film the first show. I love doing that, and I love the preserved record of the very first show because it's such an odd acoustic setup, you know, like it's part because it's parcel acoustic, part electric, you know. Because we weren't sure how loud you could be in the basement was the big yeah. deal because we never have a band before. <laughs> uh, so you know, I got to film it, but then after that, I was like, you know, that I can't enjoy the show as much if I have to stand at a camera. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, or even just if I have to change the cards, I usually don't stand at the camera if I can help it. I didn't then because I'm on one of the other cameras dancing, but I'm also <laughs> having to stand there and watch the thing out of the corner of my eye to make sure that, okay, that card's out of room. I got to put a new, new P2 card in here. Right. So, uh, doing that all, all night takes a, a little bit away from it, but then I also get the pleasure of editing it. And then the thing that this, and this is probably the, like the concave show, show story is that if there's one word that is used the most on the microphone at concave, <laughs> it is the it word is. Claude. Yes. <laughs> because like you just we all, say it all of it. Like, but hearing that, I have to like spend a lot of the time, you know, 90% of the time is editing my name out. Because <laughs> no, well, no one wants to hear that. You know, they want to see the show. But it's funny, like I'll have like a two and a half hour or two hour show that when you take out all the commentary during the instrument changes, <laughs> it's like a, a very tight hour, man. It's a nice, <laughs> tight hour show. It's, it's, it's very good. You know, Claude, <clears throat> you, yeah. Claude, you mentioned, yeah, Claude, <laughs> you mentioned the Denny show, and I just want to take a moment to reflect. So I think it was the second year that we played we they'd shut down the Denny's and except we were using it and I think meals were served there as I recall. Yeah, yeah they used no, the yeah, kit, we, we the had we kitchen. found part of it we could inhabit. They because it was shut down, the hotel owner was like, Do you want that space too? We're like, Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. I got I got to go to the band and be like, Hey, uh, we can play in the basement or I have an abandoned Denny's you can play in. Yeah, so, yes. so we thought Denny's. abandoned Denny's. Let's do that. So we had I, I remember Fark was sitting on, you know, like one of the benches where my you, drum throne was was form formerly a, a booth, booth, right? Yeah, a booth bench. Yeah, and so it was that a back was part of the booth bench. a crazy experience. I remember midway through the, that too. Midway through the show, I was wearing a like if you if you have a yacht and you have a captain's hat. Yeah, Jason Crow. Jason Crow had one of those, and I ended up wearing it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, the, well, the girl, the, big, <clears throat> the the gaggle of girls that were dancing had yeah. that hat. And that's right him and then put it on you that's right mm-hmm. and that was just a fun show i just remember just having a blast at that and show. we all decided that to like it. seriously like hairspray and just like oh, yeah. like all of us do like the most ridiculous like 80s oh yeah like like yep. as high Dude, as our hair hair sort of thing that was also the year we got patrick to take a bunch of jello shots <laughs> yes, on stage. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And didn't did you have Izzy hair that year? Is that what you, Mike? Had? Yeah, my yeah. my hair yeah. was was a little long that year, so I wasn't able to to spike it up so much. As 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 as, as I remember, Andy quoting him, he said he looked like Ryan Adams' bloated corpse that they yes. had found at the bottom of a lake. <laughs> <laughs> That's very flattering. So, Brad, you haven't had a chance to talk too much. Why don't you uh, tell us a couple of things about Concave that aren't necessarily about five-year mission? I mean, it could just be be about be about your love for me, Brad. Well, I mean, the wife that won't take long. Um, totally like- thinks that that we're in love. <laughs> I mean, it's true. A little a little backstory on that. I mean, I met my uh, fiance at Concave. Um, got engaged. At a five-year mission show oh, in Washington. Really? That's right. Whoa. I said I not kick- about five-year mission. <laughs> you let him. I got to kick Andy Fark nuts. I mean, that was fun. Um, <laughs> I, I, I got to play drums so that you could wrestle with Andy. That was uh, oh. that was very sweaty. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've, been going to, I've been going to Concave for like twenty-three years. So, I mean, I've got tons and tons and tons of stories. I mean, my. Uh, my my rap name Big Biscuit. Um, I was doing that at, uh, at Concave in like 1997. Oof. There's just I mean I don't know I don't know what kind of story you want. Not I mean it doesn't have to be a story. Just you know tell us some stuff about Concave that might make people want to come join us. Tell about the art show or something. So yeah, oh, yeah. we have an art show um, where artists from around the country send in their artwork world, uh, world around the world yeah you're right um we have a <laughs> silent auction on those until the art auction itself goes on then you can bid in person um some of the artists are there um right after that's over we do a masquerade ball for the people who like to cosplay and then of course right after that is the uh, show of this band you guys might have heard about so i don't i mean Yes, it's fun. Everyone should come. It's amazing. One of one of my favorite things, Brad, is that you and I have forged this friendship, and we initially bonded over MC Chris. Oh yeah, 
And then finally last year, he wound up playing in Louisville and I drove down there and met you. And we, we finally together got to go see MC Chris together. Yeah, it was a blast. And, uh, I actually, uh, had to call out of work. They, um, I think, I, I think, I think I told him my uncle died. Yep. And I was like, uh, um, and he was taking a picture of us at the bar before the show. It was like, I'm going to put this on Facebook. I'm like, please don't tag me. Don't tag me. And then about three seconds later, I get an email notification. I open up my phone. <laughs> You've just been tagged. <laughs> I'm so it automatically tagged me. I'm like, take that down. I'm supposed to be at work right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, here's a, and I don't mean to monopolize game, but it's a more concave, also slightly band related. But so concave, I'm from Bowling Green and was in a bands for many bands for years in Bowling Green or whatever. So as soon as we start having bands at concave, they hear that I have a, venue that they could play at old friends old musicians all these friends that i have from god gave for all i get all to be like man you got bands you so i've had to be like no it's it's a once off exception and i sell it this way i tell them i tell them the truth i say look i spent like two years someone gave me the cd i got more copies gave one to gary uh, the treasurer who ended up, like I said, I actually actually being willing to put up his own money towards it, bankrolling towards us. getting you all uh, to actually come to, to do this venue. Uh, so I mean, it's not like I could do that with every band in Bowling Green, you know? Like no. I can't be like, ah. Uh. And then what's the what's the uh, how does that promote science and literature in the Caveland area if I let <laughs> your band play? You know, like is your what is what Star Trek show is your band about? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we play Leonard Skinner covers. But so you guys, you, you have a very unique place in concave history. That's in, right. That you're the only real band now. For the 19 years we were at Park Mammoth, uh, in the lobby there's a large stone fireplace that's very tranquil tranquil and majestic and they're at the overlook and around that there would be um a, a group of acoustic players who would do filk music filkers. usually dirty yeah filkers. there'd be a couple of filkers that would rotate irritating people all weekend <laughs> I mean, I mean, entertaining people all weekend i know the front desk staff hated because <laughs> they're you know like well, that's that was their main audience that was stationary well obviously we five-year mission love concave you guys love concave uh, to to wrap it up, why don't you guys give your your best uh, elevator pitch? Yeah, for for anyone listening to try and get them to come to Concave in Bowling Green last weekend of February. Uh, well, we're the baby Yoda of conventions. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> thank you very much. That's a good start. That's good. If you're a nerd, you like hanging around other nerds. Do you like to um, eat, drink, go to parties? We've got the convention for you. You can come and uh, buy all the artwork you want, go to all the room parties you want, sleep as late as you want, play as many games as you want, see as many five-year mission bands as you want. <laughs> there's there's only, there's only price, one show. $50 for the whole weekend. Drinks and food included. Come on out and see us. Tell them Brad sent you. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, don't tell them that. Hans will just be mad. That's true. He, Hans, will, Hans he really will be mad. He will be mad. <laughs> He'll just go, ugh. Oh, yeah, and, and, uh, and also one of the one of the perks is that if, if you come on Thursday, you get to be you get all the free chili you can eat while it lasts. So the, the convention is technically it's Thursday through Sunday. And so for the early birds, your membership, it does include the drinking on the Thursday, but we don't do any food on Thursday night. It's up to the members to do that. And so, well, it's always up to the members of the volunteer to do it. We're just not buying it. But so I do one. The hotel the staff the ownership does one. Uh, everybody, a lot of people do uh, you know, a crock pot full of chili. We set them all out in a row and we have a sort of a unspoken chili contest. There's no reward other than, you know, someone will say that was the best one. And you can tell because it's empty first, usually. <laughs> uh, the, the, sorry, so let me, let me mail later pitch then. Here we go. So Concave, Kentucky's longest running science fiction convention, is uh, unlike your regular convention, you can just pay your money and come in. Once you pay for your hotel room and your and your membership, you need nothing else. You could join our perfect science fiction utopia for 72 hours with all you can eat and drink. And I mean beer, wine, liquor, everything. We got everything. And then we have games. Gaming rooms are open 20, almost 24-7. As long as they're occupied, they're open. Uh, swimming pool open 24-7. We even have a record vendor stay open one year, all like 72 hours of the deal. But you, the moment you show up, you need to spend no other money. That's all you need to know. So, uh... That's my pitch for that. I would say the summer one, concave, is spelled K-H-A-N, cave. Concave. And so it's even more Star Trek thing. But that's a 
we provide less there. There's no food. It's just beer and wine and style. And friendship. And friendship and two pools. Uh, two swimming pools, one indoor, one outdoor. Fireworks. We usually try and screen some kind of film in the basement uh, on Saturday if we can. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a bit. Uh, all of it's enhanced the five-year mission, of course. And I, I think the, a lot of the the fun of having you guys there is the the fact that you're our people. Like the, regardless of the band, and like we found a, it's a, a fit. We all it's the right kind of people. We get get each other's humor. And I think for people out there listening, if you think that this podcast was funny. And, and are not going to emulate any of the behavior described in it, then <laughs> that was one long elevator ride, Claude. <laughs> How long does this turbo lift take? <laughs> With that, we're going to say bye to Claude and Brad. Bye, Claude and Brad. Bye, five year mission. Bye, guys. I miss you. I see you Thank now. you for having us on. Thank you. We'll, we hope to see you soon. D- do either of you want to share how our listeners can? follow you on social media concaveky.org is the website for concave cat nippery c-a-t-n-i-p-p-e-r-y is my channel on youtube uh and there's also a concave channel on youtube yeah and uh, my twitter handle is also cat nippery uh, and then you know brad is the big biscuit man he has a he won't pitch it so i will he has a, a rap single on uh johnny thompson's the ivia state album it's available on iTunes, and the Big song is called, what's the name of the song, Brad? It's called Cut to the Mace, and it's horrible. <laughs> it is not horrible. It is very well done, very highly professionally polished and produced by our good friend Johnny Thompson. All right, have a great night. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You're the best. We'll see you in February. Go ahead, Chris. Sign us off. Oh, uh, okay. Coco. Let's hear it, Coco. So thanks for joining us for another five-year mission, the podcast. Thanks to Claude and Brad for hanging out with us and answering questions and chatting. That was fun. We will see you next time for another five-year mission, the podcast. I'm glad you got the name right. I did two times. Twice. Thank you. Twice in the same little ending pitch. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Five Your Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for Five Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at fiveyearmissionband at gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go to fiveyearmission.net and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fansets is your home for anything collectible pin-related, when it comes to pop culture, that is. Go there and check it all out for yourself. Star Trek, DC, Harry Potter, and more. And now, coming in 2020, hold on to your butts, because Scooby-Doo and the Flintstones are coming to town. Mike, I'm doing the spot. Quiet. All right. And as an added bonus to all of our five-year mission, the podcast listeners... Head over there right now and use the code word NOG, N-O-G, all caps. Get 15% off of your entire order this week. Christmas is coming up, so get those orders in now if you don't want to have a sad person on your list that's not receiving a Fansets collectible. Uh. Fansets. We are Star Trek, and we thank Fansets from the bottom of our hearts for sponsoring our podcast and all the other podcasts on the Trek Geeks Network. But be sure to use our discount code. Yeah, especially ours. Especially ours. Yeah.